Welcome to the Blonde Runner podcast with Coach Laura Erickson, where she shares her healthy living tips as a running and triathlon coach and mother of four. Eight. Hello, hello, friends. I am excited. As always, I'm always excited. That's how I always start these podcasts. Um, it is a different time of year. It is December, beginning of December. It's northern Utah where I'm at, and there's a lot of snow on the ground. It is cold. It gets into the teens and the 20s, and I know that a lot of people even see under, you know, below temperatures. So uh, we haven't quite hit those yet, but I know they're coming. So um, I'm not a fan of cold. I do not like the cold. Matter of fact, my little tiny office, I have two space heaters and a heating pad that I use for my feet because it's cold. <laughs> I get cold. And I know that's probably, I, I'm extra cold. So I'm not a huge fan of cold, but I do train outdoor a lot in the winter. And I do train some indoor. Um, you might remember, well, last week I did a podcast talking about the value of cross training. If you haven't listened to that, I highly encourage it because winter is a great time to add new things, to do some different things in your training. Um, but I did pull, you know, how I love to pull my Facebook friends. And so I'm always curious to know what they think. And I did ask them the same question. You know, how do you stay motivated to train in the winter? What do you do? So I think, and I highly encourage you to ask your friends too, because sometimes you can get some motivational motivation from that other people or motivational thought that might help keep you, you know, motivated because motivation is always one of those things. You have to keep working at it. Um, one guy, he said that he doesn't have a problem with winter training. He actually likes it better than the summer because in the summer it, it just gets hot. And if you wake up earlier, it still may get hot. Um, with the winter, you can always wear more clothes you know, versus summer, I guess you can only take off so much, right? So, and he doesn't necessarily like icy conditions and that's sort of his limiter, which, um, kind of leads me to another thing I wanted to talk about. And I know I posted recently talking about like winter gear, how do you layer, how do you, for running outside, I encourage you to, to look at that. But one of the things that, I use a lot if I, well, I do run trails in the uh, winter as well as roads in the winter. And I normally use trail shoes for the most part on the roads and the trails, but I highly encourage you to get crampons or micro spikes or yak tracks or something like that. If you've never run outside or if you're worrying about slipping and you want a little more traction, gaiters are also nice if you're running in some deeper snow. Um, but those things, it's actually not bad. I don't like the cold, like I said, but when I get out there and get going, I feel great. And so it's actually very enjoyable to run in the winter or get out and do hiking or any kind of activities, especially if you have the right clothes. And um, like he said, you can put more clothes on. You can layer and you should layer and that's a good thing. So definitely don't let the the winter, the cold scare you. You sometimes you just don't think about it too much before you go do things. So we'll get in. That's another suggestion we'll have. We'll get down to that one. Um, here's another suggestion. I really like this. I like how she worded it. So I'll read it. Um, choose a goal that means something to you and you will want to train. It also helps if it scares you a bit. Knowing I need to put in the work to complete a goal gives me, gets me out even if I don't want to at first. Once I'm out, it's rare. I don't want to be there. That I love that because true, 
you know, if you set a goal for yourself or you sign up, this is another one a lot of people said is sign up for a big race in the spring or something that will keep you motivated in the winter. And it's true. Um, I know that's true for me. It's like, well, if you want the reward, you have to do the work. And even if you don't feel like doing it, I suggest at least, you know, getting started 10 minutes, maybe even if you, uh, go inside or outside it doesn't matter as long as you do at least 10 minutes and then sometimes maybe you're done for the day right but other times you might keep going um it's honestly it's not going to be convenient to train hardly ever will it be and if you wait for your to feel like exercising you may never actually get it in i think our perception is we see these fitness people or maybe you're looking at even my my instagram and i exercise a lot but i will tell you there's a lot of days i don't always want to do it but i do it anyway because that's what discipline is it's doing it when you don't want to do it so it does help if you have that external motivation from either a friend or if you signed up for a race or if you have a goal you know you have to put the work in. And rarely do you regret, gosh, you know, I regret pushing myself to do a, you know, do a run in the morning. Usually you don't regret something like that. Um, you regret when you don't do it. So I definitely think that's that's a really good point. Um, another thing, I've other people said they take it off uh, for the, or they have an off season. Now, I did want to talk about this a lot because... An off-season is great. An off-season doesn't necessarily mean you do nothing. Uh, And that's a very big differentiation. Because if you do nothing, and I've seen this before, people get burnt out like after a marathon and then they kind of do nothing. And, you know, nothing for a week is one thing. Nothing for two weeks and three weeks and four weeks. And months later, that's a different kind of problem. And the problem is you're out of shape and then you have to get back in shape. And that's always hard to do. So it's best when you, so an off season to me, I like to call it maintenance mode. So, you know, what does maintenance mode look like? And everybody's maintenance mode may be different. Um, But I, like I said at the beginning, I think if you do things that are like cross training or do something different than you've been used to doing. Or if you're primarily a runner, maybe this is a time to do some more weight training or yoga or trying a different, uh, like a Pilates class or something you've never done before. This is, you know, off season is a good time for that. And off season is relative to the person, like how long that would be or how long you choose to do that. I know a lot of pros will only take a couple weeks as an off season. Others will take you know, four weeks or six weeks, you have to decide that for you. But I do think I do an off season as well. But I, I have a time when okay, it's usually uh, like the beginning of a month or whatever that I start deciding, hey, I'm going to train for a particular race. And then I have a start date, it could be in the mid middle of a month or whatever it is. But I do have kind of a start date. Okay, now I'm back to serious training. So kind of think about maybe what you want to do that way and that kind of gives you time off but it also you know you want to be in the maintenance mode you want to still be active every day but maybe the intensity has changed or maybe you decided to work out every other day and keep your intensity in there because I do think it's important to do some intensity to maintain some of your fitness you can shorten the workout still do a warm-up do some intensity in there and you're maintaining some of that fitness because no one wants to start all the way over. So that's why like an off season might be easy runs. It might be, like I said, different things. And I think yoga is something you should do all year, but uh, maybe you'll do it a little more in the off season than you did before. Um, 
I love this other one. I want to read this one. When motivation becomes a way of life, that's how they stay motivated. Um, it's more about drive and discipline. Motivation is just an after effect. And I, I like that a lot because, you know, there is a difference. And I'm sure you've seen it a race before where, you know, they're really gutting it out at the end. And usually the one who wants it the most is the one who wins. The one that is willing to really kind of suffer, I would say, at the end of a race. And so think about it. What is your drive? What is your motivation? Like, what is your why? Why are you doing it? And that might give you motivation. And if you, if, if the motive, I know for me, sometimes me just wanting to achieve my own goal might not be as much of a motivator as it should or used to be. Sometimes if you're doing something for someone else, maybe you're doing a race in honor of someone or you're involved in a cancer race or something like that. That might be an ex a really good motivator for you. If you're not necessarily motivated for yourself, maybe you can be motivated for others. But ultimately, um, you're responsible for your motivation or how you're going to discipline yourself to do it. And maybe you think it doesn't matter if I'm in shape. But honestly, we all affect each other. And if we're not taking care of our health, who is going to? right? And if we're not taking care of our health, if you think that it won't affect anyone else, you're wrong. It's going to affect someone. If you have a heart attack, that will affect a lot of people. So definitely think of that. Think about that. So yeah, motivation is an after effect of drive and discipline. Think about that. That's, that's a really good point. I liked what he had to say there. Um, another person stays motivated because they have an indoor track available. And <laughs> I thought that's a really good one. Not everyone wants to be on the ice. Maybe they don't even feel comfortable with crampons on their shoes. Um, treadmill is an option. Some people call it treadmill. I actually think it can be very beneficial to training. Um, if you have bathroom problems, it allows you to work out and stop when you need to. If you just got, if you are coming back from an injury, it also allows you to stop when you need to and you're not having to try to get back home. Um, so treadmill can be very effective. Tre um, the uh, elliptical can also, stair stepper, a lot of great machines can be great to use. Uh, one thing I would consider is if you have a fan on you or something, you can get dehydrated quickly. You may also consider the temperature difference. Like sometimes when I'm outside, I don't get hot like I do inside. I am dripping sweat. I'm really hot on a treadmill. So that's something to consider. Uh, winter, I see more dehydration. The air, especially in Utah where all the snow's on the ground, the air is, inc is incredibly dry. So making sure you're staying hydrated is key. Um, that'll make you feel better. If you feel better, you're going to be a lot more motivated, right? So another one put um, move to Arizona or southern Utah. I would say yes. Yeah, that sounds very motivating. It is nice to have drier roads to train in. But if that's, you know, not realistic or it's not going to happen, then we have to deal with what we have to deal with. And we can complain about it or we can we can either find problems or we can be part of the solution, right? We can figure out the solution. So that would be awesome if we have that. But, you know, that does bring up a point. What about visiting a friend that lives in an area? Like I know southern Utah for me is about a five-hour drive, four and a half, five-hour drive. But I can go down there and visit visit people I know and do a ride periodically that's actually very motivating that's really nice um or going somewhere warm for a little bit 
is really, really nice. Vacation. Yeah, totally. Go on a vacation. That will help. But exercise. Exercise. Healthy people go on vacations and still exercise. So throwing that out there. Another person. So this, again, was when I asked them, how do they stay motivated in the winter? He said, looking at myself naked in the mirror. I said, that's really motivating for some people. They don't, that is the truth though, in some ways it's winter is an easy time to put on weight because we can hide it, right? We've got a big old bulky sweater. No one can see. Um, but I, I don't know if you've heard this before. Um, summer bikini bodies are earned in the winter. And I think that's true. So, um, you know, this is the time to work for it. You can't just all of a sudden, oh no, I've got a trip in a week and then try to make it happen. Right. I, I often will get messages. I have a marathon in a month and I'm not ready and I have to try to get them ready in a month. It's hard to do. So don't let the time slip away where, especially over the holidays when we have so many treats and we're eating and nibbling on things. Um, be careful because it's easy to put on weight and it's common to put on weight. So just think about how much further you'll be ahead if you don't put on the weight. Um, or, you know, I have people that put on weight every winter and they take it off in the spring. And if that makes you happy, great. But if you want to be a little more ahead in the spring, try to do a little bit better with your eating. You know, maybe record it. Maybe I find a lot of people just nibble. That's the thing. Or they have so many like rich treats like um, fudge and things like that in the winter. So just be mindful because um, everything you have, every healthy choice matters. It does. And I think we we really fool ourselves when we say, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to have a cookie or one cookie turns into two or I'm going to have a nibble of this and that. And you do that all through the day and you're adding quite a few calories. Um, I always like to think about it this way too is I burn my weight in calories every mile. So think about that. Like is if you figure out the calories of what you're having, is it worth running a mile or two or three miles? You know, what, what is it worth it? So there's a trade-off. Um, I think a lot of people that run a lot of miles or exercise a lot, or I hear this a lot with runners, is they excuse bad behavior because they're a runner. They're like, oh, yeah, I've run all these miles. I can eat whatever I want. Yes and no. If you're running a lot of miles, you also need a lot of nutrients. So you have probably a little more calories to play with, sure, but you also need to, you need the nutrients even more because you're a runner. So kind of something to consider there. All right. Some other people said big race. So that, that was actually really common is having a big race to train for in the spring to keep you going in the winter. Um, you have to kind of determine what keeps you motivated. Um, if that's, can you train on your own? Can you discipline yourself? Or do you need to meet up with friends? But I say be proactive. If you know that, hey, I need to have that accountability. I need to meet up with a friend because I'll go. Otherwise, I'll just sleep in, right? Um, then set that appointment. And if you're not a flaky type person and that's motivating to you to get up and you'll go and you're not going to flake out on your friend, then that's a good thing for you. And so set, set that up. That'll keep you motivated. And, you know, it's interesting, but motivation kind of begats more motivation. It's like eating right and exercise. If you eat right, then you want to exercise. And if you exercise, you want to eat right. A lot of times, that's it's kind of this snowball effect. So, um, oh, another good idea is um, setting a walking or running streak goal. 
So if you've never heard of streaking before, it's not, you know, taking off your clothes. Although there are those people that jump in the freezing cold water in the winter. Um, but a streaking goal is when you're choosing a distance that you do every day and you don't miss a day. For instance, um, this person said they did at least one mile every day from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And that's awesome. You can even extend that. I've known some people that are like on a seven-year running streak where they have to run like three miles every day. And they do it. And it really keeps them motivated because you don't, even when they're sick, they walk. <laughs> I mean, they don't, you know, they still get their mileage in. But um, it does keep you motivated. Um Another one, these are some other ideas, same person, is um, Netflix binging while you're on the treadmill. You know, think about it. If you're a, a big time movie watcher or you like TV or whatever, think about all the time you spend doing that. And it's just like mindless eating, right? It's better you're not eating, of course. But what if you were just set up your bike in front of the TV and sit there and spin, even if it's slow, it will prevent you most likely you won't be able to eat at the same time or even if you are you are burning calories while while you're watching a movie and you really don't feel like you're exercising it doesn't have to be super intense right or put the treadmill a lot of people read when they're on the treadmill and you know they want to finish their chapter or they want to finish the movie so those those things can be very motivating i know some of the gyms also have cinemas cinema gyms which are awesome uh, another thing is set up some sort of a contest with your friends. Maybe you guys, you know, can have some kind of accountability you do with, you know, at the group text. Or maybe you can have some kind of award or reward if so-and-so, you know, you track your mileage or use Strava or whatever you want. Um, that can be really awesome too. Um, just a note on the rewards. I've always suggested people do non-food rewards. However, I will say... I don't necessarily reward myself with food, but I sometimes look forward to something, some sort of a treat after I run. Not necessarily a reward, but just something to look forward to. I guess you can view it how you want, but come up with maybe rewards that help propel you to continue being healthy. You know, it's kind of like Diet Coke and a supersized meal, right? It's like you don't want to like give your something that give yourself something that sets you back. So maybe you earn something like a water bottle or you're earning money to get an upgrade on your bike or maybe you're going to buy yourself, you know, snowshoes or whatever your rewards. Maybe it's a reward to help perpetuate, you know, that healthy living or healthy lifestyle. That's what this whole podcast is about. So healthy living. Um, oh, I like what this gal had to say. She said, I get up out of bed and to the gym by 5 a.m. so my brain doesn't have time to think about or talk me out of it. <laughs> um, she also said that she meets with a dietitian once a month to help her with their food part through the winter, which is awesome because it's going to give you accountability. Um, so, and she even mentions winter is rough for her. So I love that pro proactiveness. She's like, okay, I do it before I think about it. I know a lot of people will go to the gym on, you know, their way home from work. I think that's awesome. Pack your bag at night. So when you go home from work, you can get it done because if you know you get home and you do nothing, then you know, you need to get it done sooner. Um, I like her, you know, finding people that can help her have some accountability. I mean, that's why I coach people. I'm a 
I'm giving them accountability. Maybe you need to go to a physical therapist, have them write up a strength program for you. Maybe you need a personal trainer to help motivate you and, and keep you jazzed. I know they have a lot of weight loss kind of programs and things like that at gyms, especially in January, but why not start now, right? Why wait? I know I, I do life coaching as well. So if you're like, hey, I cannot figure out what I want. Like I have all these goals and how do I, maybe you're a little overwhelmed with all of it and you just need somebody to talk it through and we can set some goals for next year. Maybe what races you want to do, what's your timeline, what would be good for you to do, when should you start your training, how do you want to build those miles, what do you want to integrate in so you're not getting burnt out, that kind of thing. Then yeah. Let me know. I'm happy to help you. But be proactive. Even if it's not me, find somebody that can help you. And it can even be a friend group. You can even meet up and do things together. I know I do a mix of that. I do things on my own. I do things with groups. I do a lot of different groups. I love that. So whatever motivates you is awesome. So um, I had another person comment that if he takes a few weeks off, it like feels like he's really set back. And so he feels like he's lost a lot of fitness. So again, not taking time off completely, but actually going into maintenance. Maintenance is really a, a good thing. So, and you have to determine what is maintenance for you. Again, if you're having problems with that, then that's, that's when you incorporate a coaching or, you know, give me a call. I do consultation and I'm happy to help. Um, all right, here's some other things. Looking at my watch and telling me I can't have a certain food I want until I close all the rings. So, you know, it depends on the, the watch, but sometimes there's certain um, goals you can set on your watch. So go to the gym and realize um, how bad the treadmill stinks to run on, so I run outside instead. Good idea. It depends on you. Uh, by the way, on my website, I do have a, a treadmill running versus outdoor running article. So you're welcome to search for that and then read that if you just kind of need to understand the differences and the benefits. And there's benefits to both. So definitely consider what might be best for you. Um, another thing is having a training schedule. So something that you're working on, like you have some accountability or you have something on the schedule and then you're having to work it in. Uh, I know some people, I do a little bit of intuitive training for myself. I've coached a long time, coached myself a long time. So that is very effective. Um, but it may not work for everyone. Sometimes having an actual schedule really helps you. There's tons of free schedules online. I know if you're involved in the Ogden Marathon, I've written training programs for that. So that will give you structure. There is also an upgrade so you can get some more help. Um, we're going to have Q&A online and we're going to have some, some other things available there. So that, you know, having running groups, those kind of things can be very motivating in the winter. Um, this person particularly does reward herself sometimes with dinner or dinner out, something a little more special. Um, maybe it could be a movie out. Um, maybe it could go ice skating. I mean, all these things could be really effective rewards. Or for her, she even says, well, if I get what I need in, I can go drive to my favorite running spot or, you know, treat herself to a different thing. Um, oh, another one. Okay, so this is another one. Sign up for a big race. That really helps. And for this person, the fear of being out of shape is a great motivator. <laughs> I like that because obviously if you've ever been out of shape and then you have to get back in shape or if you're listening in, it, it that first part is kind of difficult. But 
a lot of people kind of quit before they ever get into shape. I think you just have to give yourself a good solid six weeks to really feel the benefits. Um, you will be tired. Your body will be, obviously you're challenging your body different way when you first get started. But yeah, fear, fear. Can't, should we, this could be a whole topic on its own. Should we be motivated by fear? Um, yes and no. If you use it in the right way, absolutely, right? Um I think that for this person, they don't want to be unprepared. A fear of being unprepared keeps them motivated. Absolutely. Engage that, right? Understand what your values are. And then that can be very effective. Um, also, setting a goal. Um, and setting a goal that has a deadline. You know, when do you want to get this done? And um, I find my most productive days are the days that I kind of uh, bill out, Hey, what am I doing today? And then what, what goals do I have for that day to accomplish? And it can be simple. It doesn't have to be complicated, but you know, am I going to drink water and stay really hydrated today? Am I going to eat my fruits and vegetables today? Or today I'm really going to work on one thing or another. I find that just so much more manageable than a whole week or anything or month or anything. It just feels like I can handle one day at a time. And I think anyone listening in, if you if you wanted to, you could be extremely healthy for 24 hours. And the fact is, that's all you really have to be is really the, the hour in front of you is what you need to choose to be healthy. You don't run a marathon by one big leap to the 26.2 mile mark, right? You do it by one step at a time. So the same for healthy living and finding ways to motivate yourself in the winter is little steps. Maybe one day is harder than the other day, but there will be hard days and there will be easy days. So Find what works for you and be proactive about it. Know what your excuses are. And I would even say find the solution to the excuse. If you find yourself saying, it's too cold, okay, get warmer clothes. Okay, you know, whatever you have to tell yourself to get yourself out the door is really good. But setting those goals, being proactive about it. And um, if there are specific races you're training for and you want to hit certain times, you know you have to put the work in. And setting those those goals for yourself may be motivating in and of itself. Um, I know somebody mentioned that it was hard for them to train uh, with COVID. Like they didn't, not having COVID, but during COVID because they just didn't have the races to train for. So obviously races were, were really motivating to this person. That might not be you. I found myself, COVID or not, I was still training because I train because I love how it feels when I'm fit and I'm healthy. It feels good. So... Um, whatever motivates you, excellent. Um, another person, another big race that they're signed up for and they're going to continue training because of that. Another person said they had the streak going. They did. I like this one. I wanted to bring this one up because it had particulars on it. It said some something like 20 minutes of running or 45 minutes of biking every day or at least one workout per day. So I like that because some people streak and they they make the streak one certain thing like I've got to run every day this much usually it is a certain distance or time I like this because it it wasn't like anything one thing it could be anything as long as it was you know exercise every day and I would even go a step further and say make yourself do a minimum of 45 minutes of some kind of exercise a day maybe it's weight training make it maybe it's a yoga class maybe you are running maybe you're running and cycling um I like that though to, you know, another thing they said is keep it small enough where you can get it done. Um, I work with a lot of people that are perfectionists. And so 
perfectionism can be good and but it also can be hard a lot of people that have this often have negative self-talk and that's a whole nother you know I can definitely help you if you have problems with that and I know I know it too well because I've had my own struggles there but sometimes we set too lofty goals and we are constantly disappointed with ourselves right and so sometimes setting setting a goal and then saying okay I'm gonna I'm going to downsize it just a bit. So so it's something you can actually accomplish every day. And if you go go above and beyond, awesome. It makes you feel a lot better than setting something too lofty and you're not hitting it. Because that demotivates you, right? And the whole idea here is keeping you motivated. So motivation is about something that's achievable, right? So we've heard of that goal setting technique, smart goal setting technique. You want to make sure and engage that. And if you don't know about that, I do have that on my YouTube and you can look that up. But definitely common technique for setting goals. But you do want to make them attainable. You want to make them realistic. You want to make them time bound. Um, those those are very helpful for you. So, um, yeah, the idea is to stay motivated. We are heading into the new year. So choosing goals. And, and I don't think we have to wait till January 1st to start our goals. Um, it's kind of like, you know, well you know, diet goals when people are like, eh, I totally blew it today. So I'm just going to eat like crap the rest of the day and I'll start over tomorrow. Right. Well, we're just setting ourselves back more. If you realize I am eating like crap mid bite, right? Stop, throw it away, put dish soap on it in the trash. So you don't get it back out right and be done right then. Don't wait till the next day to start. You don't have to wait till January 1st to start new year's resolutions. Matter of fact, I challenge you after you're done listening to this podcast, write down one goal that you're going to do that day, today, the rest of the day, today. Don't wait. You, there's no sense in waiting. Um, but be thinking what, what other goals. Maybe you have loftier goals, but breaking them down into manageable pieces. If you're not sure, like, then have somebody help you do that. Um, so, yeah, another person said, the more I train, the hungrier I get. There's a tasty food around during the holidays, so it's a win-win. And that's true. If you work out more, you can eat more. But, again, it's that nutrient thing. Making sure we're not justifying eating badly all the time or going overboard on it and being aware of you know, portion control and then um, also becoming aware of our excuses. You may even go the extra step and write them down like what are you telling yourself when you talk yourself out of exercise what are you doing what are you saying and then what can you say back so you've got to take that next step of saying hey you know oh it's cold okay we'll get warmer clothes or go a different time right you have to find what's that next step so you can't stop there um yeah training plans certainly help um yeah so here's some these are some of the ideas I appreciate all those people that contribute or chime in when I ask questions on Facebook or Instagram. It's so nice to like hear from you guys and see, you know, we all have these struggles. Winter can be hard. So, and I think we all need motivation and motivation is like water in your hands. It, it evaporates and it slips through the cracks. So you have to have a constant source kind of streaming in. So think about that. Uh, hopefully that was helpful for you. If you have other ideas, certainly send them my way and appreciate you listening and have a great day until we see you again. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Healthy Living Podcast. Be sure and check the show notes for resources or links that we mentioned in the show. You can also find them on my website at blonderunner.com. B-L-O-N-D-E-R-U-N-N-E-R.com.
You can also find me on Instagram at the blonde runner with an E and coach Laura Erickson. And that's L O R A. Before you forget, I hope that you will um, follow this podcast and like it so you don't miss an episode. Also, it really helps if you leave a review so other people can find it um, and share it with your friends. Until next time, live well.